I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Noah Daniels with The Real Hauntings Podcast. Hey, guys, it's Kat. JJ went away for the week, so I'm taking over for him, so I get to play the role of the mean, scroogey skeptic. Oh, right? no. Well, it is Christmas time, so I guess you're entitled to be a Scrooge once a year. Yeah, just once, though. And tonight we have a special guest. Yeah, hey, so everyone, my name is Jane. I mean, American name, my Russian name is Virginia. I'm from Russia, originally. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. And how long have you been in the States? About eight years. Oh, that's great. What brought you to the U.S.? Oh, it's a long story. First, I went to Germany. I was a nanny in the family. as an au pair, you know, the program. And they happened to be moved to America and took me with. And they moved directly to Atlanta and I stayed here. So now I'm already here for eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not up anymore right now. <laughs> I'm actually a musician and I'm a piano teacher. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. And so you're on our podcast. Of course, uh, on the Real Hauntings podcast, we bring friends or people that we find like yourself who have had supernatural experiences. And we kind of talk about them, discuss them, see if maybe they change our perspective uh, as we tend to be more skeptic. Of course, JJ, I would say is. Yeah, I'm such a skeptic. (laughs) I just think it's our biological anatomy and like physiology, man, that really comes into play. You know what I mean? Which is exactly what JJ would say. If yeah. he was here tonight. Yeah. I think Kat and I probably tend to be a little more woo-woo, a little more believing uh, in stuff, but we're still skeptic as well. Mm-hmm. We don't exactly know what's going on. That's why it's great to have people on like yourself to share their experiences. Yeah, I actually have a lot of kind of like supernatural experience. So I have a lot of stories. So I know from one to what to start. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you uh, have at it? Let us, uh, why don't you tell us about some of your supernatural experiences? So one of these experiences like this, I already have for like many years, <laughs> starting from when I was 17, almost 15 years already, um, which is which is connected with ghosts, right? I think, because it's basically a world of death. So uh, I can feel somehow predict the death, which is strange. I, I don't know, it's kind of like a psychic ability or whatever. And I didn't ask for this ability, but it just somehow came to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I have 
many stories when I just felt that or I saw some kind of people who died and uh, like a lot of stories, not just even one. So wow, wait, so um, yeah. When you said that part, um, like when you're in a crowd of people, you feel death. Is that what you said, or it happens different, differently? Like, uh, but I, I can feel it. Like, basically, I even felt it. Like going close to me, or I can even hear it in a in a voice. I don't know. Like, it happens uh, with, with with music people twice with me. Like, you know, uh, Prince who happens to be supposed to play in Atlanta last time, and he. After he he canceled his concert and then after he died right or like somewhere in after five days or whatever, mm-hmm. so I felt his death. Oh and wow! I, I don't, yeah, like what happened? Like because like I'm from Russia, right? I never heard about trains. Uh, you know, like, I'm from far away, I'm from Siberia, right? So mm-hmm. I, I like you don't have such music. Sometimes we don't have all music that we have here in the US. So and that time I was preparing some kind of concert and I was playing just on the total rain. And uh, for piano, and I was just interested, like who is the prince and whatever. And I heard this song, the original song, and I asked my friend, like, is he already dead? You know, like I just don't know why I asked that. And he said, no, he's alive and he's gonna perform in Atlanta. And then he dies in two weeks. This is strange. I don't know, like, why I just heard in his voice in the song that you know, like, I don't know, with a strange feeling that you died. You already actually not this world. I felt it. The artist, uh, Pink, was coming... Oh, Prince. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. How um, long before the actual death did you have that premonition that he was going to pass? It it was about, like, two weeks. Two weeks that I felt this. Like, one and a half. And then another one was Liam Cohen. It's another one who, you know, like, this artist... We're just, like, with my friend driving in the car, and I heard uh, the song, you know, of William Cohen, and I just stood mm-hmm. here, and suddenly just, like, this feeling again came to me, like, is he still alive? Like, and he did it after he died, after two weeks, too, so we just changed. I don't know, I just, hear, I heard it in his voice. But this is even not so crazy one than, like, I did experience before. So, like, this too was, I heard in the song, right? And another one, so it was in Russia, I just, I think I, I had, I'm, I am clear voice or something like that. I can't hear voices. I was in a music college in Russia, and um, after my like one uh, after lesson with my piano teacher, who like was really strict and like she was also screaming at me and whatever, and, and I was so stressed out and, and sad. And I was sitting in the in the hall and just like thinking to myself, like like why this why like university giving me this teacher, like why she's she's so sick to me I want another one and I was thinking about this in, in that time um, another teacher who's like older teacher in this college he was like 70 was passing by like we're going uh, uh, like near me and going downstairs and I was just like asking like in my head like, like why not him he's the best he's like from some Petersburg conservatory he's just so cool why not him why her right <laughs> I was just like talking with myself, and then I heard voice in my head, like because he will not have time to teach you till the end. And I was like, "Whoa, this was crazy!" Like some kind of whispering, you know, it's like strange. And then I just looked at him, and when he was going down on the stairs, I felt something strange, like some kind of you know slow down motion feeling, and I felt um, some kind of coldness. You know, and even kind of shadow thing behind him, something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is strange, you know. Then that night, um, I was in my dorm and I woke up at, not, uh, at night around three o'clock or something with like feeling that I have heart attack, like literally, like, like my heart was like beating so crazy. And I woke up and I was like, what? Now I have a heart attack because of my teacher. <laughs> I'm going to be so stressed, I was thinking, right? It was really feeling of heart attack. Like literally like I don't know the feeling of in my chest and so like I woke up and drink some water and you know, cool down a bit and I sleep again. But next next day when I came back so next day I was supposed to come to another city because I lived in another city not where I was uh, studying. And when I came back after weekend and my roommate they like say, Like, do you know who died like last Friday? And as soon as they told me, I knew that it's him. 
And they said, yeah, he died from a heart attack that night. Can you imagine? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I felt his heart attack. Basically, I, I realized that I felt his heart attack and his death. And it was strange. Like, uh, like how that's happening? Like, even the feeling, it's, it's kind of, it makes me... No, I think that's I think that's actually pretty common. Teresa, the Long Island medium, uh, that's what happens to her. Uh, she feels like the way someone's died, but I think she feels it more so afterwards. Um, but also, if you get that feeling during this podcast recording, don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever gotten that feeling and then told the person that? you feel like they're gonna die no like that exactly didn't happen like that but uh one of my friends like he said to me like it was here in atlanta he's like i don't believe you that it was true like next time when you feel something let me know before i said like okay we just try like that i mean i was just like i will tell you if i feel something and like um maybe like next month or something I was in orchestra rehearsal, uh, practice. I was playing an orchestra, and in in between of like two parts of our practice, we have like a break. And I was like sitting on the break like normal, and then suddenly I felt the same feeling. Like all all noises, like people talking, would kind of like calm down. You know, like I couldn't like you know volume down. <laughs> Everything kind of slow motion, and again the feeling of like some kind of coldness and kind of movement, kind of kind of like kind of like a wind, you know, I kind of breathe, go to the right of me. Like, like, and I was like, this is totally a feeling of that. Because like, I feel this, like this, this feeling. And I was like, somebody from orchestra gonna die. And it was scary for me. It's like, it's strange. And I didn't know exactly who, but I said it to my friends. I was like, okay, so that felt something. And, um, Next day, what literally next day, that email, we have emails for all orchestra members. That, oh, our friend got in the hospital with like, cancer. Uh, let's send him like, uh, some cards that he will recover soon and or something like that, blah, blah, blah. Give him good vibes. And I was like, no way. Because I felt like something already. And I was thinking, maybe this person going to die. And literally in like three days, he actually died from cancer. Wow. And then I realized that this person was actually sitting in that area. It was our player, um, my young player, like, you know, you know, like accordion. Right. And he was sitting right there where I felt this, like, energy was moving, you know, like, to the right of me, you know. Now, it was scary, you, like, to, to feel that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, have you ever had these feelings and it not be followed by death? Or pretty much every time you felt this, someone you found out that someone has died that's been related to that feeling. Yeah, so like, because I was trying to analyze, like, and kind of, I, I still feel that I wanted to control this, but at least I understand how it works, right? So I was trying to, like, understand the consequences, or like, like how it all feels the same, like, and I realized it mostly feels like this kind of, like, coldness, and kind of, like, slow, everything slowed down and kind of, just quiet down, kind of this kind of slow motion feeling, you know? Yeah. This is what I feel all the time. But besides that, I also see it in my dream. Sometimes I see in my dream some kind of, like, somebody who will die. Uh, once when I was in, a, you know, a lot of people have kind of dreams that can be premonition dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but one, which is what's very crazy one, I, I also had it when I was in Russia in music college, once I was, uh, so my, in my dream, I saw like two figures and like two, two, two men, they were like walking in the woods, but they kind of was weird walking, like kind of like drunk, you know, like kind of not straight walking, strange mm-hmm. feeling. And then I heard this like melody of saxophone playing, you know, and I, I'm not a saxophone player, I'm a piano player, right? I never, never, I'm writing music, right? I hear music sometimes in my dream, but never with saxophone. And I was like, wow, it's so beautiful music. And I was talking with myself in my dream. And then I, I said, like, oh, I need to write it down. And I started to, in my dream, to kind of write it down. Mm-hmm. But then I heard the voice, no, wake up and write it down. And I immediately woke up. It was like 7.45 in the morning. And I heard this very clear, this melody. So I immediately, of course, started to write it down. With, with, like, I have piano close to me. And I just wrote all notes. 
And it was like so clear, like I thought it like for a while and then it just disappeared. But then I was like thinking, wow, it's so beautiful now again. And, but still I have strange feeling about this. So, and then, so that time I, I lived uh, in Australia, in, my, my city. I met one woman who basically just like knocked on my door because he heard the piano. Um, and she said like, oh, my, my husband died and he left a lot of music in a big library. Do you want to have it? Because I heard you. Like she just, just a random person just knocking on my door and said she left, she want to leave me all music, right? Like uh, her husband, the musician had. And this and, is the same night as the saxophone dream? No, this was this was like a pre-story, basically, because it was basically, I guess, uh, like two, two or three weeks before, before I had the dream. Two oh, okay. or three weeks, you know? And then what happened, so I talked with one of my friends was really uh, close to that family and to that um, guy, to this man. And I told him about my dream. And about saxophone melody, and it was just strange. And then, you know, how, how to like say it in a way like you understand the, the timeline. Right. So like the, uh, three weeks ago, she knocked on my door, right? Mm-hmm. And gave me all this library thing. And basically, she died also about like that, like three weeks or four. So like, you know, the, the first time, I don't know if you have this in, in America, but in Russia culture, uh, it believes that the first 40 days after death, the, the soul kind of walking around the places, right? It's not like leaving this earth going to the next level. So 40 days. So it's almost including in this 40 days, basically. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then I had this dream about saxophone, and I talked with my friend, and I said, like, and he said to me, it's interesting, but actually he told me before, like, we were talking about that he was wanted to, this, this man who died, he wanted to write in saxophone melody, some saxophone kind of, oh, the last thing that he, but he didn't. Then I was, looked at, at the picture of this man, and I realized that I saw him in my dream. Wow. It's crazy. Like, he came to my dream, gave me this melody, <laughs> basically... Because I, I kind of think right now, like, maybe he couldn't leave the earth because he wanted to finish his job to write this saxophone song. Right. And so he gave it to me in my dream, and then he basically left this plan, right? Physical plan. Interesting. But then I was thinking, who's the second guy in this Because it was two two people in my dream. This was walking train. The second one... It was his friend who also recently died, like, after he says, like, one... So basically it was... His friend, who also was like that, and they both was walking away in the road. So, what I saw in my dream. This is also strange. So, what so, has it been like for you to be surrounded by all this death? How how have you handled that? That seems like a lot for somebody to take on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot, I would say. But I'm just trying to kind of analyze this and realize like why I have this, right? Because. I have a lot of it, just like I thought of many big ones, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I think I, I have kind of like, you know, paramedium or like something, I'm a medium. Like I might can have connection with this world somehow. Yeah. Because like, and they're trying to connect with me because they they know like when, you know, like when they die, it's all these people can basically see, can be uh, somebody who can see them and they're coming to them. And trying to say something or something. I don't know. Stuff like that. <laughs> and yeah. did you grow up in a household that, you know, with people who believed in this kind of thing? Or is this something that just kind of took you on when it happened? No, I would say like nobody from my family had, had something like that. I, I grew up in a normal family. It just like happens to be that they have something strange like that. Yeah. Did you grow up religious or anything like that? No. No, I'm not religious. So I'm just very interested in like all the spiritual stuff. I'm I'm, I'm interested in right. all sorts of tarot readings, you know, like, and I, I um I I just interested in all this in, you know energy information and psychic abilities. But I, I never was doing anything special for that. And then I think it happened. It started to happen when I was seventeen, the first time I felt the death or like 
talk some kind of maybe I, I said something before, but this was like that time point I think when right. I started to feel more obviously. <laughs> so when when you had your dream, sometimes when I dream I like cannot remember details. Um, do you think there's any possibility that when the woman showed you the picture of her husband, you just kind of fit the face with who you saw in your dream? Or do you really remember the dream before she showed you the picture? I know. I just, the dream with sex phone, it was like really vivid. I, I, I did remember it very good. Like I remember faces, I remember of course melody, and it just felt like it's real. It right. Like real world. It was something uh, where you like, you woke up and... And you remember, like, sometimes I'll have dreams that I can remember very clearly and then they don't go away. But most of my dreams go away very fast and I can't remember the details. Yeah, my, my dream is mostly too. But sometimes it just looks very vivid and just like, this was was very strong dream. Wow. And it's not close in the morning. In the morning, mostly we have this, like, phase of dreams if you wake up early. Mm-hmm. But then I guess that's why I remember it so clearly because it was in the morning, yeah. very early. That's really interesting. And then one other thing is sometimes if I'm asleep and like my alarm's going off or my roommate is playing a song, that song or that noise will manifest itself in my dream. Do you think there's, you know, where there, again, I'm trying to pretend to be JJ and be the skeptic here, but do you think, were there any windows open or maybe a radio left on and there was a tune playing when you woke up or did you actually continue to hear the same tune that was a no, when I was when I woke up, everybody was sleeping, and I, I didn't hear any music. Everybody was sleeping. It was kind of early in the morning, uh-huh. so oh, I wow. couldn't do anything because it was totally just in my dream. Yeah, and it was no noises around. I woke up by myself, and everybody was sleeping, and in the in in the dorm also was quiet. So I couldn't be that I heard it. It was totally in my dream. And it's interesting that it, it, it's not like, you know, sometimes you feel the dreams are different from just normal dreams. The simulation dreams, they have another feeling. Right. They, they have just like this energy or something. You need to remember this. So like it's important, you know? Right. This That was like the, that dream. It was definitely feeling off like it's important. <laughs> And so um, you've had these kind of medium experiences or these premonitions about death. Have you ever seen any apparitions of any of these spirits or ghosts that have passed or just any instances in life where you've ran into something like that? Yeah, and also uh, another experience was when I was here um, in 2016, my grandmother died from Russia. And of course, it was very sad for me. And she was, like, I was her favorite, basically. She really wanted to see me before she died, right? But she couldn't because I'm so far away. And she just, after she died, she just, like, came to me. I felt everywhere. Like, what interesting was, at that time, I was, like, sitting. I was, like, in, in another house, right? So, and that night, when I saw her in my dream, when I found out that she died, she came to me in my dream. And I don't remember exactly what she told me, but what's interesting when I woke up, all clock in the house stopped. So all all the watches, wall watches everywhere, they stopped. And this is what, what indicates that it was my grandmother because when she died, all clocks and watches in my house stopped. Wait, so that like, that happened in your dream, or did that happen in real life? Like you woke up and all the clocks were stopped yeah, in the I house. Woke up and all clocks stop. Yes. Wow. It, it happens in real. It happens in real life, and um, this was just interesting because the same happened in the house there, you know. And I was thinking, this is already means something. So I saw her. So you know, the thing is between you know about astral projection, right? Right. So I think. She started to come to me in extra projection. It's a, it's a feeling between when you sleep and when you wake up, like this kind of uh, stage between that and that. And it happened 20 times that I was just like, wake up and I still kind of sleep and I see her in my room staying, basically. Kind of like, I don't know, it was like my eyes were closed, but I can see with my kind of third eye. 
Wow, that's um, that's fascinating. We had a guest on Andy who he described something similar, but as sleep paralysis, where he had a relative visit him where essentially his mind was awake, but his body was paralyzed. He didn't use the same exact description as you did. With, did you say astral projection? Yeah, astral plan, astral projection. So, the, I, um, so I'm very interested in this stuff too. And I was did a lot of uh, kind of exercises. I was trying to wake my lucid dreaming and everything before. And not that time. But so, uh, when you once kind of open your mind to, to that, I think, it's still kind of open. It's like a door that's like not closed and after you open that. So, and I, I'm sensitive to that. And she was starting to come to me basically on time when I started to waking up, right? In the morning, in between sleep and awake mode. And <laughs> would, she, would she talk to you when she visited or would you just see her in the room? <laughs> she told me to clean my room, which is funny because she was <laughs> controlling, controlling my life. When I was in Russia, right? she was like, you need to clean your room. <laughs> of course, I didn't, after, I didn't clean my room really for like three weeks without I didn't vacuum. And she just like, me. clearly, she, I heard her voice, you need to clean your room. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You have to love the idea of a ghost coming from beyond just to tell you to clean your room. What yeah. a What a grandmotherly thing to do. I had a friend whose grandma came through and told her, to stop drawing and sketching like women and to sketch more men and to hide men's underwear under her bed so that she could find a spouse. Did it work? <laughs> did she find a spouse? No, I don't think she ever did it. But I was just like, why would they come back just to tell you that? That's, that's bizarre. I can't get over that clock thing. That's crazy. So like all yeah, your, like you had to physically enough. get up and go turn all your clocks and watches back on. Yeah, I did it after, of course, because it's not my house. I was, I was, I put it back, you know, to normal. But it's so strange. Literally, the next night, and the next night she died. Like she died like previous night, right? Right. And everything stopped in, in there in Russia in, in in my apartment there in my house. And there was no. There was no power outage. You checked with your neighbors or anything like that. No, it's it's even just normal watch. I'm, I'm talking about not like a watch that's connected to electricity, just like the, you know. The, oh wow! Even like wristwatches, things like wow. that. Yeah, yeah, all of them, all of them. And I was like, whoa, this is like really, really crazy. Wow. And she, you said that happened to her when her when your grandfather passed away. No, it it happens in Russia when she died the uh. night before. And when she visited me next night, oh, everything wow. stopped. Okay. Yeah, everything stopped. And this time, I was very, very, very sad. You know, like because I can, couldn't come to, to see her, or like when she already died, I couldn't even come to, to cemetery, right? So I was really sad. And I, I, I called my friend, who is literally a medium, right? So she's uh, she's talking with spirits, and I asked her, like, can you? maybe help me to connect with my grandfather because she's coming to me but I don't know what she wants and and everything so she said yeah of course we can do it we did it kind of like a medium session whatever she called her upon her spirit and um, yeah and we talked and uh, my friend who is medium she I never told her about the clock and everything watched it this stuff but she started to like, I guess she she kind of she saw her and she said like she's showing on a watch and it's like what something this watch has happened but she told me that it's like wow this is crazy because she actually when she died in Russia all clocks stopped and yesterday all clocks stopped in my room and and she said it means probably that it's her time she she's telling she's trying to tell time for her came and she needs to go so this is kind of how she explained it. Wow. And were you okay. close with um, your grandmother? Yeah, I was very close. I was very close. So basically, she, <laughs> I was kind of like a daughter to her. Yeah. You know, oh, it, wow. Yeah, it was, it was sad. It was sad. So it, it, would, just, it would make sense then that she would come to visit you then if you guys were so close. Yeah, it's totally. My, my dad said to me, like, like, as soon as she died, he just didn't feel that she's there. She, she felt like, like empty. And I, I told him, like, I, I felt her she's around me right now. So she just basically flew from there to, you know, to be around me. Wow. And 
first month, I like literally fell to everyone. So I have some in the corner saying, or whatever. And now this is something that JJ asked on our uh, podcast <laughs> with Jess that I, I hadn't really thought much about, but I found the question really interesting. When you say that you felt her or you have these feelings, how do you describe what that sensation is like? First of all, I totally saw her. Like, like you know, like, like as a, you can see, not like, uh, not like, like a real person, right? But kind of like outline. And uh-huh. I saw her like, kind of like, uh, when you can see through, right? So something like that. And just feeling, I know it's her. Like I just felt her, and I saw her. Like I can, I can see sometimes spirits too. I do. I actually have another one experience that I wanted to tell. And it happened with me in Emory University, like here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So this one is like really during the day, and I felt it. It's not even I saw it. I really felt it. And also, I talked with one of my friends who is also psychic. She says um, that. Probably because Emory, you know, Emory University is kind of old building. Mm-hmm. Who knows, like, what kind of ghost can be there with mine? Because it's a very old place. Yeah, so, like, I wasn't, I wasn't in the auditorium, like, in the, in the, we were waiting for the movies to start. They, they show, they will show movies sometimes there. So, and I was waiting for my friend. And, you know, like, how, like, the um, rows of, She's going up, right, and close to the stage. So I was, I said, uh, I was sitting close to the stage, right. So and behind me was nobody. In front of me was nobody. A couple of people was on the very top, basically like kind of like movie theater, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for my friend uh, who was supposed to come, but she was late, and I was just sitting there doing nothing, just relaxing. And then I felt like somebody just put a hand over my head. It's kind of like I literally felt the heaviness of hands, the warmth of the hands, and also my, my even my, um, you know, my hair go, was going like down, like somebody like put the, you know, like <laughs> at, the, at the root of my my hair, felt it like it like went down, like somebody pressed, pressing my, my hair to my head. I felt that. Wow. And I was thinking it's trust with my friend, and she was like making fun because the feeling was like that. And I was trying to like look around, you know, like like behind me, and I couldn't because this ha- hand was like kind of pushing me down, and I kind of like it was hard to turn around with my head, you know. It was literally feeling of physical connection. Wow. <laughs> and I was thinking, why are you why are you doing that? And then suddenly I just like then I just like moved really fast. And look behind me, nobody was there. And it was so crazy because I literally, I felt this like, this feeling of real hands on myself on top of my head. It was just really scary. I was like, I really felt it even. Man, you had, a, you had a real poltergeist experience, it sounds like. Yeah, because I think because I, I'm part of medium, like I have medium, and as I said, they, they see people who can be basically seeing them and coming to them. So that's why I, I, I think I'm explaining it to myself why I have so many encounters. Sure. So you've, you've had these ghost account encounters and these spirit encounters. It's my understanding you also maybe saw a UFO one time? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I saw one a UFO, like, very, very close. It was, like, crazy because, like, you know, I, I mean... Some people believe, some people don't believe, right? And you don't believe till you actually see that. And I saw it very, very close. And I, I, it was really shocking me. I was 17 and I was in Israel. I lived in Israel at the time. Um, because I, I, so I, I have some Jewish roots and I went there like to try to stay and whatever, you know, like repatriation, we come back to your history place, history home, something like that. So mm-hmm. I was living in a student kind of village which is consistent of like about 100 or more small um, houses and big house where it's like on the top of the hill, it's kind of like hilly there, like hilly. And so I was with my friend in one of this top building on the top of the hill at night. It was like about eight o'clock, but it's very dark already that time. You, um, so that's, that's how I explain it, how I explain it to myself too. This uh, building, basically a bomb shelter, right? And they put inside these computers and made it like a internet class or whatever, like where you can just sit and retire. And 
but basically it's a bomb shelter, right? And bomb shelter was attached, have solid structure. All the walls are very thick, like concrete, thick con- concrete, right? So as soon as we, I was already going with my friend back home, right, to, to my house, uh, going down the hill, we, as soon as we uh, exit this house, the building, I feel something strange. I feel something like on my head, like big pressure, but like you hear high pitch of the sound that you can't hear because your ears can't can hear the sound, right? The high pitch of the sound. But right. you feel the pressure on your head, something like that. It's like, what is that? It was strange. As soon as I went out of the building, as soon as I got out. And then I said, okay, just, my friend was talking, was talking about something. We were just walking down the alley. And alley was like a this big tree, which is basically covering uh, uh, the, the sky, right? But as soon as we got out, on basically on a high, uh, on a hill, it was on a hill, and basically you can see the view from the hill, right? Down to the, all of this houses and uh, roads, the whole village, you can see from the top, right? And as soon as we get out, I just immediately saw this like a huge flying saucer. I was like, I mean, imagine when you're not prepared for that. Right. <laughs> it's just like, you don't even think about it. Like, what, what is that? And it's also like, I didn't realize what it was. But then I was just, it was literally maybe like a couple of seconds. Or like two or three. It was really very fast. But it was literally, I saw it like very, very clearly how it was hovering over one of the house in, in, in a diagonal kind of way. And I, I saw, um, well, of course, it was like a, a circle, right? Kind of circle, like, like how they're talking about, like looking like a saucer, flying saucer. On the bottom, it was, I, I saw it was a two circle of light, you know, like going by uh, kind of a space. Uh, one was clockwise, clockwise rotating, the big one, and one smallest, like, uh, small in size, was rotating counterclockwise. Oh, wow. Kind of like that. Yeah, it's still that. And also what's interesting, the structure of the, it was not a metal, it, it was not, like, you can see as a plane, right? You can see that it's made from metal. It was some kind of strange metal and something else, like it was alive or something. It was shivering kind of this color of black orange and silver as i like noticed that or like bronze even not uh-huh. orange bronze and it has structure of like you know like uh, uh skin kind of like the small things i don't know how to explain it yeah. uh, like like yeah all like fish you know they have this uh Scales? Yeah, some this kind of skin skin of, of uh, fish or or, or snake. Oh, was, wow. It, yeah, this kind of like it was not solid metal, right? It was not just like a, you felt like was, almost like it was a living thing. Yeah, it was uh, this strange feeling, but since I thought it was a flying object, it was kind of like a spaceship or whatever it is. Right. That's insane. Yeah. And then it just disappeared. Yeah, and as soon as I like I saw it, it besides that, they, so this feeling of this change, it was very quiet. It was like the quietness was very, you kind of like your ears was kind of pressured because of the sound, the symptom, it, it's just like very very high pitch of sound. I think something that you can't hear, but it's in the air. Mm-hmm. And also, it was feeling of the as soon as I like I saw it and I was in front of it. I felt the fear, like like literally animal fear that I want to run away. So I was kind of like thinking about after I was thinking, maybe they're sending some kind of energy, not energy, but kind of vibe for animals to run away, you know, like the feeling of don't go here or something like that, like yeah. fear, basically. Oh, that, wow. that you're not coming to that place while, while they are there. And because we are basically animals, when we have this feeling of fear, we're not going to the place, right? So maybe it was like that. Sure, like, like fight or flight. Did you talk to anybody else who saw it? So and I, I was with my friend that time, right? But she was like so confused on her talk. She was just talking, talking, talking. And I was like, as soon as I saw it, I of course I kind of lose my speech. Like, I couldn't say it. I was like, I, I was just... And as soon as I just say like, 
look, look there. <laughs> just look there. It was just so crazy. As soon as I started saying, it just pointed like, she's like, where, where? Oh, and man. So she, so she didn't it see said, it. You were the only one that she saw did. it? Yeah, she didn't see it. But it said, as soon as it pointed there, like a screen, basically, it started to rotate. This, like, this uh, circle, which was rotating right, uh, counterwise and clockwise, started to rotate very, very quick. And it just, like, it just, like, flew away, and it was just, like, a dot on the sky. It was just, like, many seconds, and it was just, like, basically a star. So what um, what city or town uh, was this in Israel? It was, um, it was Berot. It's, uh, you know, it's, like, close to Palestinian also area. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but it can be, it can be the... the human-made ships because it's just crazy like it and it structure is feeling like it's alive you know and it was just like so fast it was just like a speed of life i don't know yeah it's well so if yeah. i'm pre- if i'm pretending to be jj this is when i say now that i believe in <laughs> is that area known for ufos or anything like that or do you think this was kind of an outlying experience I don't know, like, I never heard any stories from that place, but I assume, you know, like, a lot of people see you uh, for in the places close to, like, military zone or whatever, but, you know, Israel is also fighting with Palestine, and sure. it's just, like, a place for them to be, I guess. Well. Just, I don't know what they're doing there, like, but it's just place with military stuff going on, and... Man, that's yeah. fascinating. The aliens have come to help with world peace. Yeah, or, or in the world, or one of the two. The- <laughs> um, and the next day, I actually came to that house, you know, like to, to check what's going on. But the house where this flying uh, um, social was coming over, it's an empty house. Nobody's living there. So, like, I don't know, like, what they were doing. Maybe Why they took the people from that house. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well... <laughs> We really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story. I think it's important to get these stories out so where we all can have a perspective and, and try to determine, you know, what's going on. I think, um, I know for myself, I was definitely pretty skeptical when we started. I mean, I've had an experience or two as well, but it's kind of hard to know what's going on with the, if it's just solitary experiences and you don't have anything to really compare it to. And we've had so many people come on and share their stories with us. And I know it's left a lot um, for myself to consider and our listeners to consider. So, you know, it's awesome for you coming on and maybe we can have you on again in the future. Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) If I have more stories... (laughs) I will totally will contact you again. And thank you for having me. I like to share my stories and I also try to understand what it's all about, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening to your podcast and I like to hear what other people experience. Maybe some somehow this way we can find out like what Oh God, right? I know we got to get to the bottom of these ghosts. Yeah, we're on it. <laughs> but but really, Dane, thank you so much. And if you have a dream about us tonight, where we die, maybe I don't know. Yeah, do you want to know? I don't want to know. Yeah, don't okay. tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do find out that we're gonna win a million dollars, we'd love. Yeah, to yeah, that. I'll take the positive uh, experiences <laughs> over the death. Uh, well, thank you, and um, yeah. Yeah, have a great night. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Wow. I feel like there's so many people that have this gift and I'm really just sad I don't have it. Yeah. You know, um, we've really had an array of psychics and mediums now. We've had a couple come on. I didn't really know what to expect with this interview based on the information that she had provided us beforehand. It sounded like she had had several different experiences. I had no idea they would all be about death for the most part. Yeah, that's so specific. And the fact that it kept happening in the same way. Man, the clock one is the one that really, I I just, I don't know, that feels... It's just so interesting, like the the idea that it could happen across the world. And then she has an experience where um, this loved one visits her and then she wakes up and all the clocks aren't moving. Like, I don't know how I know I say it all the time and ask these questions about how people compartmentalize this stuff. I don't know how you just wake up and go on about your business Mm -hmm. when you because like if that happened to me where all the clocks stop, that would solidify ghosts are real. All of this is real because 
how the fuck does that happen? Yeah, that part stumped me. There's just like too many of these coincidental stories. I mean, I don't want to believe that because it sounds crazy, but... It seems like it would be a really big burden, too, to know that these people are dying. And I mean, the thing that you can feel it. Yeah. And the thing like my comedy brain, I guess, was just kind of like, wait, so she knows these people are dying and she's not telling anybody. No, we can write something with that. Like, why don't you help somebody like the the school teacher? I mean, I'm not judging her because it's. Especially if you're young or any age, that's a wild experience to have and try to understand. Yeah. But somebody you know, like she was talking about seeing the person like walk down the stairs and be like, oh, why can't it be somebody else? And then they die. A Russian doll. Have you watched that? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was cool. I love anything that has that kind of Groundhog's uh, Day vibe and Russian doll is so well done. You know, Um, I don't know if this makes me believe in ghosts, but it does make me more drawn towards like, the scientific explanation of like energy and like how a lot of this has to do with not magnets. Do you know what I mean? No, definitely magnets. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, we should destroy all the magnets. I don't know. It's like some people can feel energy more. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe it's passed down biologically. And, and so she was connected to her grandmother's right. energy, which energy in itself can, can, with the move magnets. Well, I um, I should be a scientist. You should, you sound very scientific. <laughs> you convince me that science is real. I uh on that episode with Jess when JJ asked her like, "Well, what do you mean you had this feeling or this presence or that's something I'd never put much thought into." And he's right. Like, what we hear it all the time on their podcast. Like, oh, I felt this person or this, you know. But what does that mean? What well, is- close your eyes and look at the tree. Okay. Well, don't look at it, but close your eyes oh. face that way. For our listeners, uh, there's a Christmas tree in the room. Okay. I think I'm looking in the direction of the tree. Okay. Keep your eyes closed. Okay. And like, just let me know if you feel anything at all. Cat, why is your finger in my ear? Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're moving something to the left of my head. Open your eyes. Ah! <laughs> Her hand was right to the left of my face. Yeah. So like okay. that feeling of, I mean, we, our body naturally has like, our proprioceptive system. Now, this mm-hmm. is what I do for my work. Can I, you spell that for our audience? P-R-O-P-R-I-O-C-E-P-T-I-V-E. Wow, that's impressive. Proprioceptive. We all Okay, so this is what I do for my job every day. I explain to parents why their kids have sensory issues. We all have a proprioceptive system. We all have a vestibular system. Vestibular is like your balance, being mm-hmm. able to sit up straight and not fall over because like your body is regulated there. Proprioception is how you can walk down the stairs without having to look at your foot for every step because okay. you know where your foot's going to land. Kind of right? like muscle memory a little bit? Or uh, not as much, but kind of on the right track. So muscle memory is just something that you do repetitively and, and you know, you're just used to it. That's why you can somehow end up at work and not realize that you drove there, whatever. Oh, right. Um, and how a lot of like my patients I've worked with that have Alzheimer's can just sit down on a piano and be like, I don't play piano and play these beautiful ballads because it's muscle memory. They remember it. Okay. Proprioception is, okay. So um, a moose, <laughs> they have big antlers, deers mm-hmm. too. Deers or deer? Just deer. Deer. I saw um, lots of deer. They have proprioceptive receptors on their antlers. So this means they can maybe not have great vision. They can walk around at night and they know where trees are. Like hmm. they're not just going to run into a tree. Also, that's why it's awful to take their antlers. Quit doing that. Um, so for humans, if you're re- if you have an overreactive proprioceptive system, those are the people that are really sensitive to things because imagine being like so aware of where your body is in space that like even loud noises get to you or a crowded room gets to you. Because- I mean, that's interesting because um, I don't know, the past couple of years, I tried to be a lot more honest with myself about experiences and mm-hmm. kind of the way I react to things and just trying to identify things that will hopefully make my life easier as time goes on. And something I've noticed that really bothers me is like, if somebody's chewing near me or like when I go to eat at a restaurant, um, I tend to hear like all the conversations around me and I find it hard to focus on yeah. what I'm doing in real time. Well, that so it goes the same for any of your senses, right? Like some people wear glasses because their eyes are less than typical or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some people wear hearing aids. So 
Now that might be more auditory where it's driving you nuts, but it could be also, if we're tying it back in the proprioceptive system, if you look at it opposite, there's a lot of kids that don't register like where their body is in space as much as other people might. So that's where like weighted vests come in and compression Mm -hmm. shirts and compression jackets because they need more input to feel calm. So like a lot of my kids that have autism, they're running around the room because they don't know how to sit still because it doesn't feel good to them. It probably makes them feel sick or dizzy. So they're jumping on couches. They're, you know, hitting the wall. They're rolling around. They're really lanky, that kind of thing. So a lot of my job is just having kids like crawl up and down pillows and pushing the wall and doing push-ups and doing heavy work activities where more pressure is getting into their muscles so that they feel calm. So if you look at it from that perspective with these people, they might be feeling something. I don't know if it's a spirit or a ghost, but they're hypersensitive, maybe more than we are. Right, but right? hypothetically, I guess, if ghosts are real, they might be have a sensitivity to whatever that energy is that's being put yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I can't really figure out another way in my brain that it makes sense. Does it ever freak you out when like, because we have, a lot of these people are, are our friends that come on. I mean, the person we just interviewed, we don't know them, but um, but I would say a, a vast majority of the people, either I know them, you know them, JJ knows them, or we all know them mm-hmm. kind of thing. Does it freak you out a little bit when the ones that are super sensitive to that stuff are like, oh, are you guys scared that you're going to like open some portal and be haunted by a bunch of ghosts? <laughs> um. I don't know. I just think because we've Cause, never experienced it. Well, because JJ is always like, oh, I want them. I want yeah, them. And I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know if I want all of like, I feel like because we're more a little bit more convinced by this stuff. It's like terrifying to think that all of a sudden that yeah. could come into our world. My, I mean, someone that's really close to me warned against this podcast for that reason. Because, you know, she's felt and seen and all sorts of things like demons taking over people and that kind of stuff. So, of course, she's terrified. But I don't know. There's a lot to it, and I'm trying to figure it out. (laughs) Have you had any, like, have you had anything, not like a ghost, obviously you would tell us about that, but have you had anything weird or, like, flashes of things, like, in the corner of your eye or any of that kind of stuff since we started doing this? Or has life pretty much been the same? I feel like it's been the same. I mean... Yeah, no, I really, I, I sometimes I try when I'm meditating to open my brain up more or whatever third it's called, or my whatever. third eye, yeah. or, and I just downloaded an app to record myself while I sleep, like, oh, really? cause I talk in my sleep. So I wanted to see if like, I Have don't Have you know, been listening to whatever happens? It's really creepy. It's basically just me breathing really uh. loud, but there's been a couple where I'm like, no, I'm good. Or, you talk? Like yeah. And mm-hmm. there's one where I'm singing Lizzo. It's kind of Have, ridiculous. Um... Have you ever had somebody in the bed with you and them tell you like, oh, you screamed last night or you talked yeah. out loud? Or, when I was uh, a kid, my sister, I woke up to my sister like shaking me and she was like, why do you want to kill yourself? Like oh, she said, I had just said that out goodness. loud. And I often have conversations. Uh, about kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, not about that. Okay, good. But I was now, like, like, I'll still have a conversation with someone in my sleep. But the funny thing is, is I wake up pretty, I wake myself up pretty quick when I yeah. start talking. And so I usually wake up and the person's like, um, what, uh, what were you saying? And I'll be like, are you a light sleeper? Uh, not really. It depends. Okay. But I'll wake myself up and I'll try to, con- I'll try to continue the conversation now being awake, trying to convince this person that I was, I, I was in the know the whole time. <laughs> and he's like, no, <laughs> I, um, when and I'm just now actually remembering this kind of funny, but when I was a kid, I would have night terrors a lot. And yeah. my parents would have to like shake me to wake me up because I would be like screaming and crying. And it, since I was a kid, uh, I would say it's maybe only happened two or three times. Very rare. Yeah. But I had one probably like six months ago where I was having a dream and something was trying to get me or whatever and kill me. And then I just started yelling in the dream. But you know how like sometimes in dreams you'll try to like punch or something and it there's nothing to hit. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing with my vocals in the dream. I was trying to scream in the dream and nothing would come out. Uh-huh. And then I woke myself up screaming. It started yeah. out as like muffled and then full on scream. And I just woke myself up and the other person in the bed with me obviously woke up to like, hey, are you okay? And I was yeah. like, I, I think so. <laughs> sometimes I think like, our dreams or whatever's happening in REM sleep 
Because when REM sleep happens, that's when all of us go into sleep paralysis. It happens every night if you're going through a full sleep cycle. Night terrors is when you half wake up and you're still in sleep paralysis. Um, But I've woken up crying hysterically. I woke up once on a band trip in Hawaii with a room of three other girls and just like manic laughing and I could not make myself stop and everyone woke up totally freaked out. I have no idea what happened, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, circling back, I, uh, when I, I had asked you if you'd had any ghost paranormal stuff happen, oh, have you? I don't think so. I've had a couple of times where I'll look over at something in the house or whatever, and I'll think I may see something kind of in the, you know, the very corner of my eye. But I think that's just me being kind of spooked out from the stories we've heard yeah. Yeah, and just being a little more open to maybe some of this stuff is real. Mm-hmm. Cause as much as I love like the people we've had on and the mediums and the psychics and, you know, some of them um, have been very generous with us, give with their time and just being friendly. I still, I just have a hard time believing some of that yeah even though in the moment it feels so real and 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 i believe they believe it uh etc but i just uh, it's just hard for me to process that people can have like superpowers because that's what that would be i mean it'd be a superpower to be able to just predict the future because it's something that we have never learned and we don't understand so anything greater than what we already know feels like a superpower but we live on, a, I have to tell my, I tell myself this every day. We live on a floating blue ball in this big black abyss and we're so small. We're like infinitely small compared to everything that's out there in the space world. And so that story about the alien doesn't freak me out or like the UFO because there've been plenty of cover up, plenty of cover up stories like from the government and from... What's it called when the people fly and it's part of the military? Air Force? Oh, my God. Airplanes? I'm <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Anyways, I don't know. I just don't think... I think there's so much that we don't understand and we may not ever understand. But I like the idea of being open to all of it because why not? Yeah, me too. I'd rather be open than closed off because I also have a fear of missing out on things. Just kind of in general in life, like kind of that FOMO. FOMO. Um, yeah. Absolutely FOMO. And I get some YOLO too mixed in with that, which just creates disaster. But I'd rather be open to it and maybe get to experience something than be completely closed off and miss something. Yeah. And I mean, the ghost stuff is just... Part of me is like, how can so many people have these experiences if it's not real? Mm -hmm. And we've had so many people come on and we're going to have so many more people come on. Yeah. You know? And And then this is a whole nother topic, but like... People that really feel close to like whatever God that they're, they they worship or, you know, Jesus or whoever it may be, I feel like they probably have the same kind of gift because, man, those people feel something that I just don't think I understand. Like the closest I ever yeah. felt in my faith was when music was happening or like harmonies right. or just like loud same. theatrics kind of thing. And like the production of everything. Yeah. I mean, I like, and I felt at peace a lot, but I, I still feel that way now. And, uh, but there's people that are absolute. I mean, they feel the spirit moving them. And, and I just, I would love to have, I mean, this may be pie in the sky stuff because we live in America. It'd probably be easier if we lived, um, in like, you know, Ireland or somewhere, but it would be awesome to have a priest on who's done uh, some of these exorcisms. Yeah, that would be really know? cool. I think we would be able to find that here. I mean, people do really? that still in modern day. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And listeners, if you uh, if you've had anybody who's performed an exorcism on or, you, or, or if you yeah. perform exorcisms, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> email us at realhauntingspodcast at gmail dot com. Is that your JJ? Yeah, you just picked um, up your imaginary glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, listeners, if you're out there and you want to hear us talk about you. This is JJ. If you've had sex with a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) If you insert joke. Okay. Um, But yeah, no, or or hit us up on our Instagram. I I think a lot of people. uh, And we have a Twitter. And we have a Twitter. And the Twitter handle is. Is hauntingsreal. 
Hauntings Real. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's at Hauntings Real. But I know a lot of you um, seem to be more comfortable hitting us up on Instagram. But yeah, hit us up. We're pretty quick to get back at you with whatever information or try to get you on the podcast. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I guess. um, So Kat, this interview, did it make you more or less of a believer or more curious? It made me so much more curious. Yeah, I... I didn't really know what to expect because uh, we've had mediums and stuff on in the past. This was a very different version of the medium of the psychic kind of thing we've had on somebody who deals in death. Uh, you know, honestly, this sounds kind of silly, but this would make a fascinating TV show. Like that's a great character uh, arc in a story. Somebody who sees death, but doesn't feel comfortable telling the people they're going to die. And even though it seems like she's doing a pretty good job of living with that experience, I think deep down inside, it has to be hard to know that people are going to pass. Um, you know, I guess it depends on your view of death and and how all that works. But I know for me personally, that would be a, a difficult thing to, to process. Yeah. So it definitely made me more curious. Um, I mean, all this stuff does, but yeah, I just uh, I can't wait to have the next person on and the next person on and the next person on. I know. You know. Yeah. So with that, I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm Dre Dre Crayball. <laughs> <laughs> Slash cat. <laughs> Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.